You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The thing is, I wasn't nervous at all <laughs> until he showed up in here and I'm like, oh, holy shit. I know, I saw your that's face you. and I'm like, uh-oh. Like, that's him. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm like such a fan of everything that he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, and I have to go down and get him, so I was all nervous. Like, I was trying to get Gre- convince Greg to go downstairs to get him because I'm like, I'm too nervous. No, you that's go. Sarah's job. That's no. Sarah's work. And Greg's like, nope. And I didn't realize it was because you were also nervous. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks for throwing me to the wall. We wolves. interview hundreds, thousands. Uh, who knows how many people we've interviewed over the course of this show? And uh, yeah, I, it's very rare that we get nervous, and both of us for the same person, yeah, mind you. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. I think the last time was like Paul Reiser, maybe like three years ago. Yeah, which is weird. That was a weird one to be nervous for, but still. Uh Anyway, uh, we'll explain that here in a second. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you so much for tuning in. I want to remind everybody of something very important. Before We're about ready to have a lot of fun today, but we need to get very serious and very, very emotional. You sound like a parent saying like we're going right to have now. so much fun. You know fun. guys but I mean. We're going to go to the Natural History Oh that is fun for you. I was going to say the Natural oh, that would History be fun. Museum. Oh I loved going to those oh, when I was a kid. Oh god my parents would drag me to every I National loved- History Museum. <gasps> History museums. Oh my god! If I had to see like one more thing about uh, the Lewis and Clark Trail, or oh, oh god, I would be all for that. I loved that more than uh, I loved like going theme to actual like no, I loved going to like actual like historical museums. But we always had to go to the goddamn natural ones. Oh, those are the best. Oh, they're the worst. It's usually some kind of toy you can play with, or some like old uh, thing. Well, maybe no, you're not and it's all to. like beige, and there are lots of like yeah, you know, like a lot of wood bad sculptures, uh huh, like carved out of plaster with like fake straw in the background. They're the best. Oh, they're. The Oh, they're the best. Love natural natural (laughs) history museums. Uh, But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something actually very serious right now. And it has to do with something that we all do. That we all get involved in, and we're all um, in this day. Stop making it sound like it's something terrible. It's uh, something we've all participated in, and it's online shopping. And I'm here to tell you. If you're not doing it this way, you're probably doing it wrong. So glad you're putting this in front of our interview. And I think it's really important that we that we just take a maybe a second, maybe pause for a couple of seconds of you know contemplative thought about how we shop, and the best way to do the I'm best way hit to him shop for all of you. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, go to uh, go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon. You link. stepped all over it. I yes. was going to have a big I'm helping finish, you. I'm helping you. In. I was going to get everybody like really down in the dumps, and I was going to bring them right back up. That was me helping and you. like gear it up right we into the comedy. We don't want people to be fun. in the dumps because this is a very exciting show. But it provides more power. It's more punch, you know. If you take it down a notch and then like bring it back up, and then don't I don't think it. you know how comedy works. <sighs> go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. It's go. really cool and it all helps right. us out a lot. Um, all right, before we even launch into our regular show, I think we should just do this. Let's. We need to play the interview that we just had this morning because yes. it was really, really cool. So this morning we had in Jay Chandrasekhar, and you may not recognize the name just by saying that, but let me just tell you this. You would recognize the man. You would recognize the man and his work. I guarantee you've seen some of his work, whether it's acting, directing, writing, whatever it is, Producing, at some point yeah. at like, some point in your life. He has and, had his hands in so many creative pro- you know, projects that both Greg and I love that like the world loves. Yeah. Like you don't realize like even behind the scenes how much he has done. Well and I'm a big huge fan of his uh his group, which is Broken Lizard, and they're the ones who 
created Super Troopers, uh, Beer Fest, Club Dread, uh, Slam and Salmon, all of these different shows. And it is it was it was so weird having him in here because once he came in the door, I realized like you know what I quote like so many things from his movies all the time you know and I I say things. Greg got a little fanboy. I, I did. saw it in his eyes. I'm I did, like, and it threw as soon me as off. I saw Greg, I'm like, oh shit! It threw me off like, a little like, bit because he was supposed to be the stable one. Like I he know. was like you were supposed to be the rock. Like I'm like, all right, cool. You know that I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I'm like Greg is going to be totally fine. I walk I in. I was fine. And he's petrified. I'm like, I was oh, fine until God. I saw him. I'm like, oh shit, uh, there he is. Oh, right, meow. Who wants a mustache ride? That makes no sense if you haven't seen Super Troopers. But if you 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 need to see that if you've never seen it, it's it's something everybody has or to see at least once. Or my personal favorite beer fest. Yeah, all of them are just so good. Yeah, and and it's it's really kind of crazy. I when he... I actually rewatched. I own Beer Fest on DVD, which I was going to bring in, and I totally didn't because I felt really stupid. Why were you going to have him sign it? I was going to maybe have him sign it, but then like then I would lose it, and it's just like I, I'd rather just meet him and talk to him yeah. anyway. But I did uh, rewatch Beer Fest last night, which nice. Holy crap! It is so crass and so hilarious, and it's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love it. It is it is a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Really funny. And so we had him in here uh, to interview. So he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. And that is t- uh, tonight, which is Thursday, May 26th. And then Friday and Saturday, I highly suggest getting tickets to go check him out. It's well worth it. And he is he's, he's just, a firecracker. He is. He's really, really cool. Mm. And um, I think we should just go ahead and just play the interview because there's not much we can do to build this up more than more than what he does already. Yes. Yes. All right. So should we go with it? Let's do it. All right. Here it is. Jay Chandrasekhar right here on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. This is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it and we're dilling it. On fun fun employment. You should all listen to fun employment. Now. And nibble it. There's never been a more perfect time to play that. (laughs) That was good. That was good. I I think that Kevin Heffernan messed up on the name of the show. He He kind of muffed it there. I was always mad that Greg didn't take that out. It sounds uh, like he kind of forgot who we were. I kind of let it go. I figured maybe he was just trying to work that in. But yeah, I think he did. I feel like he could have used a take, too. Yeah. Just like in the movies. His first first takes are really lousy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. We are joined now by Jay Chandrasekhar. Oh my goodness, See, I think you got it. Did I get it? You nailed it. Okay, sweet. Uh, nailed it. Sweet. How okay, I have to say, because it was honestly a thing, but every interview does it start with, oh, am I pronouncing your name right? Blah blah blah. blah. Every interview Everyone. is is how do I pronounce yeah. your name? And because because you're a podcast and we're allowed to swear, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes. My full name is Giant Jumbalingam Chandrasekhar. <laughs> and that name translates to Victorious Large Penis Rising Moon. That is the most amazing name in the history of names. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that, is that true? 100% true. 100% true. 100% true. Wow. Actually, you know what? 110% true. Wow. Ooh, yeah, the extra wow. effort you right there at the end. You mean it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, thank you. Now, you guys came through town, I think it was a few years ago, didn't you? We did. Uh, we did yeah. like a Broken Lizard show in Portland at one of the theaters. I can't remember which one. All um, morning, I've been sort of having the same thought, and I can't remember. Was it the Hawthorne Theater? Sure. Okay, we'll say that. I think well, that's where Steve and um, and Kevin were. <laughs> that's where they did their their show. Yes, so it could have uh-huh. been the same one. It was oh. Rising Penis Theater. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. yeah, the yeah. Rising Penis Theater. <laughs> Victorious large, Victorious large penis rising yes. moon. Moon. So, I'm sorry. So, what do you think of uh, our fair city here? I love it. It's uh, Rose City. Yes, it is the Rose City. Someone's done their homework. 
Pens- <laughs> I checked out the Wikipedia on the way on, as the wheels were landing. Well, we checked out your Wikipedia. Got, uh, got a population about six hundred thirty-four thousand people oh, it's, here. It's growing that's, by that's the minute, right, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. pretty good. Got a lot of bridges. Yeah, bridges there's an uh, area called, or maybe a river called Wallamet. That's how it's that's pronounced. Exa- that's the perfect pronunciation. <laughs> exactly. It's you like it. you're a native. Nailed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, legal <laughs> pot. Legal pot. Yeah. And legal yep. pot. All of those do things. You, do you like the legal pot? I love it. All right. Well, then this is your city. I love it. I'm going to buy some tonight. Also, this is probably the first time that you've been back since uh, the pot has been illegal. Right. Right. And because of it being illegal everywhere else, I don't smoke it everywhere else. Right. That makes sense. I totally believe you on that. (laughs) We've got, I mean, first off, I do want to say I'm a huge fan. And, um, just of playing all the broken lizard, the, of all of it, yeah. yeah. The intro. I mean, Club Dread. For some reason, some of the lines from that have just stuck with me. Just mainly Coconut Pete's song has always stuck with me. Yeah, he blurts out random lines from yeah. Coconut Pete. Coconut quite sucks Pete. straight from the coconut's teeth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What? 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 He has some good song titles. Uh, yeah. Coconut Pete. Um, <laughs> he? I can't remember any of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm blanking on them too. But yeah. nonetheless, Pina Colada Berg. Pina Colada Berg is, is definitely my it's favorite. It's your favorite. We. Uh, we, Bill Paxton, who played Coconut Pete, and I flew down to uh, um, South Beach to show the film to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> what did he think? He loved it. Oh, that's he awesome. Loved it. He loved it. He loved particularly that P- Pina Colada Berg. Because Bill really goes after Jimmy in the movie. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Well, yeah, and you're, all, you're a huge fan of Club Dread and Super Troopers, and I am as well, but my, my favorite movie that I've seen probably a hundred times is Beer Fest. Oh, yeah, and you, thanks. Yeah, and you are ridiculously disgusting in it, and I love it. Well, you know, usually <laughs> actors will try to get in shape for movies. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't talking about your body shape or anything. <laughs> no, nah, I think you are. Just think disgusting. You <laughs> but we decided to, like, you know, we played beer pong every single night. And uh, and and gained lots of weight and got real beer 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 fat, and uh, we felt that was more authentic. That is more authentic. So you you actually were. I'm sorry. I, I know this is a cliche question, but I really do want to know. So you were drinking beer the whole time. In and the playing some in, beer the, afternoons. in, in the, the afternoons. In the mornings, we uh, we had like some O'Doul substitute, but you know by around two or three in the afternoon, we started putting in the real stuff. You're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I respect that. Yeah, it always was. It was fun when we had uh, Kevin and Steven because yeah. I can't not call him landfill. That's the only thing that I was thinking of. It was really hard for me to not say that. Yeah, there was a guy in college who was um, kind of a portly fella, and his nickname was Landfill. <laughs> what and, a horrible nickname well, to get saddled he, with. Like, <laughs> he got pissed off. He goes, Do not call me Landfill anymore. Oh. So then we started calling him Fat Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Fat bat? Yeah. He didn't like that any better. He goes, I now would like to be called landfill again. <laughs> Too late, fat bat. How does anyone come up with landfill? I like it's a great name. I knew a guy fat who bat. got saddled with a nickname Lunchbox. He was a Lunchbox. he was a bigger dude too. Lunchbox. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Lunchbox? Because he liked the I don't know he, where it came from. That, that's because children are cruel, like is eating. that what it is? <laughs> that's the name for a dim witted kind of guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was a little dim witted too. Yeah. He's not the brightest. He's a special bold. guy. Yeah. He was also a jerk, so nobody really cared. That was kind of lunchbox. Like, What's up, lunchbox? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was mean to lunchbox. Well, we had talked about. So uh, I was saying how wonderfully 
not uh, not uh, non hideous and very fit and in shape you were in Beer Fest, but also you were <laughs> you uh, direct most of the Broken Lizard movies, correct? I I, I, yeah, I directed all of them except for the Slam and Salmon, which Kevin Heffernan directed. Awesome. And is it complicated to be a director and also be acting? Like, are you directing yourself while you're acting? Uh, I mean, I don't. Well, know what I work. what I do is I just sort of. I give a, a range of performance. Uh, so I'll, and Brian Cox, who's in Super Troopers, because mm. uh, I was watching him and he did like a really quiet take and then a little bigger and then a medium take. And then a, then by the end, he's, he's yelling. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, he goes, in the editing room, you're going to love me. And I was like, oh, that's how you do it. Oh. So, so I, I now perform like just a bracket of, of sizes. And by the end, I'm like, ah, yelling. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that's going to be in the movie. But then sometimes you're like, it needs more energy and you just use that take. Yeah. But Kevin will watch my performance and, and, uh, it's the, it is hard. It is hard. I mean, cause really what I want to be doing is watching, be want to be watching the monitor and like examining the exact camera move and the exact performance. But I, right. I, I do watch the other actor and, you know, I'm sure it's distracting to act with the director. But yeah, because they're your peers bad. and your friends. Right? <laughs> too bad. Yeah. I wrote these jokes. I'm not going to give them to someone else to say. <laughs> God damn it, you do it right. You know, I'm going to watch Ben Affleck say, who wants a mustache ride? No dice. <laughs> oh, God, that line's so good. Well, I mean, and you've directed, you know, obviously all the, the Broken Lizard stuff, but also, you know, so many different other huge shows, like Arrested Development. Yeah. Like going in on that. How was that? Because that crew, that crew has been together for so long, and that cast works so well. What was that like stepping in there? And well, that show um, I had directed for Fox before, so I'd done a show called Undeclared, and then they oh, uh, we're which, both yeah Undeclared fans, uh, yeah. And so, so they they called me and said, "Would you do this other show, Rest of Development?" And I, you know, I I watched the pilot, and and it was it was amazing. It was like there was an amazing show in there. Mm-hmm. But the pilot had so many characters, and it was cut so quickly. And I said to the the Mitch Hurwitz who ran it, I said, I said, I love this show. I said, if I were you, I'd just sort of slow it down a little bit. And he goes, oh, okay, give it a shot. So we we you know I went in and I tried and I tried a slower cut. And he goes, okay, yes, that's that's really what we're going for. And then you know, and it it wasn't it wasn't that I invented the style by any stretch. So it was like there were so many good directors. The Russo brothers were there who, who had done the Captain America movies, mm-hmm. and they were trying different things. And all of the actors were like at the top of their game. The writing staff was unbelievable, and so everybody felt like we had this A A list of people there, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. creating, forming the early part of the show. Yeah, and. The problem was nobody was watching. Yeah. And we, we we were like we were we felt we were making art that nobody was watching. And and it was it was a glorious time. I mean it couldn't have been I do have fun. to say yeah. I watched it. I, I waited for it every week. I yeah. was one of the few people that was watching it every yeah. single week. And then once they canceled it, you know, it people watched it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and all of a sudden it became popular. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say the slowed down, I mean, uh, the slowed down, because even in this last season, they basically did it where they completely slowed it down and made like each episode about a specific person. I just mean, you know, look, there's a, there, there is a, an instinct of fear in, in, in like single camera shows because a lot of the guys come from, like Mitch Hurwitz came from, um, there was a show with a bunch of old women. It was called like not Designing Ladies. Golden it was Girls. Oh, Golden Designing. Girls. Okay. Oh. He was on Golden Girls. Was he? Yeah, and they had a laugh track, and huh. so he now he's in the situation where he's shooting like a a show with no laugh track, and he's like, I'm nervous. Like mm. the yeah. speed's got to be there. Got to you know, and you know, it's just my opinion that it was fast overcut. But I mean, yeah. once it slowed down, 
the true magic of his writing came out, I thought. Like, I it was like there were moments where you'd see Job uh, kind of just reacting and kind of, you know, there was, there's, so much, there's so much baked into it that you, you don't want to overcut it. That's all. I'm really impressed that you pulled out Designing Women before you pulled out Golden <laughs> Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time that... Designing Women. <laughs> I had like, to watch I haven't it. thought about that show in probably 20 years, and I watched that. I had to watch it as a kid, yeah. <laughs> my my mom was a big fan of Designing Women. Delta Burke, Delta right? Delta Burke. Delta Burke, that, yeah. Like, right? I know. Oh, I mean, I'm not... I mean, sure I don't know what you're Delta talking about, Burke, whatever her name was. I, haven't, I actually haven't seen the show. I just saw the promos. Delta oh, Burke, you're right, though. You're right. <laughs> Well, and you also did. I was looking like down, you know, because you know we know you from movies, but I was looking at all the things that you um, that you directed, and you also did some episodes of Psych, which is an amazing show. Yeah, I did about eight of those. And up Chuck, in Vancouver. Chuck did Chuck a lot of those. Chuck is one of like the greatest, most underrated shows. I loved that show. Yeah, it's a great mix of like uh, like funny and action and 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 like real acting. Yeah, it was silly and sweet and yeah. and real, and I really liked it. Yeah, and then also Lipstick Jungle, which I liked as well. Lipstick Jungle, yeah, that, you know that one, that show is. Uh, Greg doesn't know what that is. Brooke Shields sure. and oh, um, Kim Raver, and it was it was created by the woman uh, Candace Bushnell, who made uh, Sex, Sex in the City. City. Okay, uh, it was for Network, and um, there were two shows that came on at the same time. One was um, what's the one? Lipstick Jungle, and, and then the other was Cashmere Mafia. And they were, okay, I never saw that. Lucy one. Lou was in Cashmere Mafia. Okay, and this one, I went to New York. And my this uh, the the guy, the producer in charge used to work um, on the on uh, the West Wing, mm. uh, and he was like a director producer. I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking his name. He's a good friend of mine. And um, and <laughs> we'll just cut that out. He he gets there. <laughs> like we get there to New York, and he goes he goes. He goes, make sure the uh, actors say the lines fast because they're not good enough to say slow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love that. He goes, no, I'm just kidding. Aaron Sorkin told me that on West Wing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a good anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've gone from all this stuff, you know, acting and directing and all this and now uh, doing stand-up. I mean, not that you are going back into stand-up, but uh, what is it like going to do this, like do a club like this and you have all these fans that come out that know your, your work in you know movies, and then seeing you do stand up. Well, I mean, I did stand up when I was originally when I was nineteen, and I'd go up in front of like totally cold rooms <laughs> and get brutalized. <laughs> and eventually, you learn how to how to write for a room and how to work when nobody knows you, and it's an important thing to know. Now we go on, and you know the it's a, the the audience knows our movies. I mean, it doesn't make mean the show is going to be a, a layup, but right. But you have to give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of the movies and a, and a, and a, you know I, I basically tell a lot of stories from my life a lot of like sort of the drunken and uh, drugging tales uh, nice. and, and and some just straight stories from the movie mm. but it's a very dirty show uh, but intellectually dirty I'd like to think <laughs> <laughs> so you do do different kinds of stand up because you guys will go as a troupe sometimes and yeah. you'll do a show do you do you prefer to be like on your own? On stage, or do you like to do it in a group setting? Uh, from an artistic standpoint, it's fun to get a rhythm of an hour going and just speak, and you have little sort of ebbs and peaks, and you mm. arrange the jokes in an order that you think fits best. Traveling with Broken Lizard is a joy because we just get you know blasted every night mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and smoke joints and and tell tons of jokes, and you go on and you do your twenty minutes and you're done for the night, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta move on to the next city, and it's fun. It's fun to tour, but but it's not um, 
it's almost not worth it from an artistic standpoint because yeah. you're like, eh, whatever. Oh, I'm going to do my 20 minutes. <laughs> and they cheer, ah, authority, you know, and then that's it. So it's not a put on. You guys are actually out drinking beer and hanging out and, and being buddies. We are all lucky that none of us have the alcoholic gene because that's good. we certainly gave a good run at, at, at alcoholism. <laughs> if it hasn't happened now, it's not going to stick no, probably. Come on. Are you kidding me? Come on. It's too late for that. Kidding me? Um, I wanted to ask some. You posted this on your Twitter account, and it has to, it has to do with an incident that happened with Doctor Phil. And I just listened to this. Is this real? Well, yeah. You know, I, I've always made fun of Doctor Phil a little bit because I don't know. My parents he's are creepy. My parents are doctors, and they go by Doctor Chandrasekhar. And it just I don't know. A guy who uses his first name. <laughs> I, I don't even think he's a real doctor. <laughs> it turns out he is a real doctor, and he, but it's like a he has a doctorate. Right, so he's not a real doctor. Yeah, uh, he's not my an dad's MD. actually a doctor as well. So I'm like, oh, I'm like half doctor. Yeah, but he's not an MD, right? Doctor Phil. Is... Oh, Doctor Phil is he not an MD? No, no, oh, no. I no. don't. I don't. Yeah, but he's posing people. as an MD, right? Oh. Show business, right? Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, that has nothing to do with this. So, um, <laughs> someone, someone said, "Hey, your name was on Doctor Phil," and I was like, "Oh, I made it." I didn't know what they were talking about. So, <laughs> it turns out two lawyers. Um, got into a beef with a teacher in their kid's school, and they decided to set her up. And so what they did is they planted um, opiates in her car, pills, and they then one of them, the husband, went to a Howard Johnson's business center, and he (laughs) called the police, and he said, I don't know, I saw a teacher driving into school erratically, like all over the place, real dangerous, and then... I saw uh, I, I saw her stow some what looked like pills behind her seat of the car. I don't even know. I think so. And he goes, "Are you saying you saw her put pills behind the car?" He goes, "Yes." And 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 he said, "Okay, what's your name?" And he said, "Jay." And he said, "Then he goes, VJ." And then he said, "VJ what?" Vijay Chandrasekhar. <laughs> and he starts adopting an Indian accent. And you're Whoa. like, in the middle, buddy? I mean, oh, it's kind of crazy. Got to commit to that. What are you doing? <laughs> of course, he was busted. They found his DNA in the pills. They found his wife's DNA in the pills. And, and his, they were attorneys? They were attorneys. And then his wife goes on the Dr. Phil show and he plays that tape and he, and he says, Is that your husband? And, and she goes, I'm not really sure. <laughs> and he goes, you lived with the man for 15 years. <laughs> and she goes, I'm not here to discuss my husband because he's a different person. I'm here to discuss opportunities I have that I want to talk to you about. And he goes, is it your husband or not? And she goes, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't. And she wouldn't admit <laughs> oh, to it. Wow. It, was, it was awful. And her face is totally injected. <laughs> and she's just like frozen. Her face is frozen. And you know behind her, she's her face, she's screaming. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. Get me out of here. But what did you expect? Like, you go on the show to talk about that. Of course they're going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, what kind of show does Dr. Phil have that he can't even get out the most basic question? <laughs> he can't even get her to answer. Like, is that is that the guy you married? Oh, man, he got her. He got her. <laughs> he got her real good. <laughs> he got her good. <laughs> well, one other thing, too, that you brought up, and, uh, and just following your Twitter account, is talking about basketball. I'm a big basketball fan. Yeah. And you brought up that the three. Are you going from line. the layup reference earlier, and then going to basketball? Yeah, I like sure. it. Sure, nice. yeah. Like it. I was well. Now that it's called out, it's not as nice. It but was very fluid. Yeah, I know it kind of worked out. Rising penis moon. Is that on reference? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> three point. So you were talking about getting rid of the three point line. Well, what are your thoughts on that? The problem is, is that uh, that fell out of Golden State is so good. Yeah. 
But it's interesting if you watch oh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Thanks for that. I couldn't remember. <laughs> no problem. Couldn't remember my friend in New York either. <laughs> we'll dub to, it in afterwards. Or the or the just give us a clean take and I'll dub it in. You <laughs> know who he was? He's the red haired guy with the with the beard, and he was CJ's boyfriend in uh, uh, in West Wing. Red haired guy with the beard. This is your friend that I'm googling right yeah, now. Okay, red haired guy beard. Well. Anyway, <laughs> so the three point line. I mean. He's so good at it that it, 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 it you know, I, I like basketball when they have to go to the hole mm-hmm. and where there's a violent price to pay right. when you attempt to go. This you, is my hole. I'm defending it. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. But if they can just stand in the corners and bond, like what I watched was a Cleveland Cavaliers uh, Toronto game and uh, they were just bombing threes, just bombing yeah. threes. And you're like, well, let's, why, let's just skip to the end. Right. This is just a waste of our time. Mm-hmm. But that Oklahoma team has figured out how to defend against the three. Yeah, they've messed them up. Uh, and I love it. Yeah. And maybe basketball is fine. But I, I think they should probably get rid of the three-point line and make it the half-court line and make that the three. That would be more impressive. And then you're like, because what's happened is all these guys are just sitting there practicing the three, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, trying to find your, your best friend's name. Is it Danny? That's the character he played. Okay. Oh, uh, we're narrowing it down. White, White, uh, this is live Googling. Tim, Timothy for Busfield? Tim Busfield, my buddy. <laughs> I love Tim Busfield. I'm telling you, Tim Busfield's the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> Are you sure that's it? Was He'd it? probably forget my name, too. But t- no, Tim's fantastic. Or at least mispronounce it. I mean, I love Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and that guy's Steph been Curry. in tons of stuff. Oh, my God. He's yeah. like, he was in 30-something, I think. Oh, he was I didn't in even uh, know this picture. I was just Field of to... Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Who was he in Field of Dreams? He's the brother who didn't he believe. He played Kevin Costner. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, since you are in Portland, Greg and I are watching this. You, know, you have such like a storied career, and I'm like, you know what we were watching this morning? Jackass 2. Jackass 2. Um, that skit that you were in was one of the funniest things, because I didn't quite know what to anticipate, and I was watching it today. And you know Aaron lives here in town, right? Danger Aaron. Danger uh-huh. Aaron. And now that's actually making sense, because when Steve and Kevin were in town, they met up with him. So you guys, do you guys all know they each did? other? They yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most random thing. So after we did the show, I ended up meeting up with them for a beer later on in the uh-huh. night. And then, yeah, and then Danger Aaron just walks in and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy doing here? Wow. And then, yeah, and then they all went and went downtown. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, is Knoxville, who goes by PJ, his name's Philip John Clapp, hmm. so whatever, anyway. So he called me up. This was after, after Duke's Hazard, made Duke's Hazard. And he's like, uh, hey, you want to you wanna do a little something for me in Jackass 2? And I was like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. But the problem is, is that you have to be on guard when you're with him. Yes, yeah. he's he and he and Spike Jones started playing this game where they would like basically out of the blue at a dinner smash a plate on the other one's head, right? Jesus. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then and then, but the way it worked down in Louisiana was he would basically just punch you in the balls out of the blue at any moment, right? And I would do it back to him, but it just became a situation where we both had our hands over our nuts out of respect for the other <laughs> because we, we honored the other one, right? Yes, and so when he called right. up and he's like, you want to be in Jackass 2? And I'm like, I don't know. You're going to screw me over somehow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get He goes, no, 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 no. We're going to pull a prank on this guy, Danger Aaron. And I was like, I don't trust you, but I'm going to come down and we're going to find, find. And then they, you know, they told me. And the, and the whole thing, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's this guy, Danger Aaron, who's in Jackass to one of the crew is supposed to dress up like an Arab terrorist with a headdress and a robe and a 
like a beard of real hair put onto his face and a fake dynamite vest. And the gag is he's going to call a cab, fuck with the cab driver on the way, and then be dropped off at Burbank Airport where he is going to fuck with the passengers. Everyone's going to be able to see his, his dynamite vest. Somehow Aaron has been hit in the head too many times, I guess, because he thinks this is going to be okay at, at the yeah. airport. And what would have happened <laughs> at the airport shot. is he would have been shot on site. Yeah. And the FBI told yeah. us, they said, if you go anywhere near the airport, we're, we're by the way, we're following you. We're going to shut you down. We're going to, you're not getting anywhere near the airport. Mm. You go near the airport, we're shutting the whole thing down. So I'm, they, Knoxville's like, you want to play the cab driver? I'm like, okay. I mean, look, I'm Indian. Okay, I'll play the cab driver. And I said, do you want me to have an accent? He goes, nah. He goes, he's going to have an accent, right? He's going to be so wrapped up in his own accent that if you have an accent, we don't want you to be funny. Just play it straight. And I said, okay, okay, okay. And so, so we kind of, you know, and he said, basically what's going to happen is he's going to make fun of you, your wife. Then he's going to start making jokes about America and bombing planes. And I was like, buddy, okay. I mean, I'm a little reluctant to be involved in a joke about terrorism Considering the tone of my skin, and <laughs> fair enough, he's he's like, just come on, just fucking do it. I'm like, all right, fuck you, I'll do it. So so, and he goes, so he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do make these jokes, and then you're gonna get pissed off at him. Pull into this cul-de-sac. It's critical you go in the cul-de-sac because we control it, right? You're gonna drive down an alley, pull into a cul-de-sac. It's totally walled in, and uh, and then turn around and punch him in the mouth, right? <laughs> and the goal of the punch is to dominate him like an animal, right? Make him realize that you're the dominant animal. Get out of the car, pull a gun on him. He will not expect the gun because we've told him there will never be a gun, right? And drag, <laughs> drag him out of the car, get him on the ground, and then stomp him at least five times, again, to dominate him because what you need to do is get him to get in the trunk. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> It's just like a prison rule. And, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, and if you don't do all that, the, the gag is going to be ruined. And Spike Jones is there with with Knoxville telling mm. me the thing. I'm like, God, man, I really loved being John Malkovich. I want to come through <laughs> for you guys. Great movie, great movie. So we do it. And of course, I mean, I, ru- I literally, like a bank robbery, I ran the route in the morning five times. I'm like, I got it. I turn left here, I turn left here, right? All this stuff. Immediately get lost. Because oh, I'm like, shit. I'm trying to act. Yeah. Right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to, trying to, act and the guy's insulting me and I'm looking and I look to my right and there's the Burbank airport and I'm like holy shit we're gonna get shut down and I'm gonna ruin this gag for them so I just floor it I mean I'm like doing 60 in a 25 and the the van is like trying to catch me and danger Aaron's like oh there's the Burbank airport we have to go there and I'm like ah you know and the, the van then speeds by me and I'm like okay and they lead me to the to the walled off area and I'm like okay okay and then I pull into the walled-off area, and I turn around. And they've decided now they don't want me to punch him because whatever. They decide me, I need to bitch slap him as hard as I can. <laughs> so I do that. Turn around, and I'm like whacking him, whacking him. I pull a gun. He freaks out about the gun. I pull him out of the car. I stomp him. And he does. He gives up dominance to me. <laughs> oh, man. And then he got in the goddamn truck. I couldn't believe <laughs> he it. He did get in the truck. And then, and then they shut the thing, and they you know they pull out two wooden blocks, and they slam them together like Which gunshots. Which I didn't realize makes a gunshot noise And uh, then a, a stunt driver came in, hopped in, and started doing donuts. <laughs> and, of course, when we let him out, 
Knoxville informed him that the hair on his face was all of our pubic hair. <laughs> uh, and, and beautifully, the, the, the guy throws up I at the end. It was like the perfect end to a perfect <laughs> sketch. It was like a perfect seven minutes. It was, it was, oh my God. It was pretty solid. I couldn't, be- I couldn't <laughs> what a gift it was to get a chance to be in that movie. It was, it was interesting because when I saw your name and then I saw Jackass, I'm like, this is interesting. And then I saw that it was called Terrorist Taxi. I'm like, what the? That yeah, I know I exactly. Know. Everyone's like, "You played terrorist." I'm like, "No, not me." Yep. Yeah, <laughs> not me. I'm, like, I'm the good guy. Well, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up Super Troopers too. So, yeah. you're still filming. Uh, yeah, we're shooting the. We've shot about 20 minutes of it, and uh, you know, tonally and uh, joke quality wise, it feels to me like a very close sister to that first film. Uh, and we're shooting the rest in August. Awesome. We have another five weeks of shooting to go. You know, I will say this: the the mustaches are going to be a little bit bigger. Nice. The, you know, the haircuts can be a little bit tighter. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, are uh, they are they your real mustaches? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Wait, so you're going to have to grow it back again uh, by August? Yeah, I can do that. Go- I can do that in a day. In a day. I'm, so, a man, I'm a man. If you go see Jay, it's a firm stash right there. <laughs> you can see Jay tonight. No mustache tomorrow yeah. night. Full, full blown mustache. Full. <laughs> It'll just be my shaved pubic hair, though, right? Just, <laughs> tape it on there. Just, just grow it. That's good. Well, it is tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday at Helium Comedy Club. So and tonight at 8 p.m. Yes. Tonight, Thursday, T- May 26th. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, 7:30 and 10. Saturday, 7:30 and 10. Also, just one more. One more question. Is there ever going to be a sequel to Beer Fest? Yes? No? Uh, you know, I think we will make the sequel to, to <gasps> Beer do, Fest. I think we will Fest? make Pot Fest. I think oh we will. Yeah. We've written about 30, 40 pages, but we just sort of get too high and just meander off into <laughs> something else. So we got to focus. Well, it seems like when you do focus, you come up with some pretty solid shit. So yeah, we it seems we like did. it's working. Yeah. <laughs> the machine still works. It does. <laughs> Well, go see Jay. Get your tickets. Uh, heliumcomedy.com. Jay, thank you so much for coming in. This thank is you very awesome. much. No, this is such a pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. But now now we have to get a liner from you to counter. I don't know. I want to play. Oh, I thought yeah. I was like, what's going on? Oh, no. We have to do that. Uh, so I'm Sarah. That's Greg. Um, we're fun. How does Kevin say it? Fun. Fun employment. Fun, 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 fun employment. <laughs> okay. So what, 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 what? What do you want me to say? Like, uh, hey, you're listening to Sarah and Greg for, on Fun Employment Radio. That's the general. That's the general bit of it. Yep. And other than that, whatever you want. Anytime. Hi, this is Jay Chandrasekhar from Super Troopers, and you're listening to Sarah and Greg on Fun Employment Radio. Who wants a mustache ride? That is beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Mic drop. That's how pro Mic drop. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. He is awesome. He was amazing. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> so Jay's, like we said, at Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow, and Friday. And I did pull up the audio from that actual Dr. Phil uh, sketch because they have the the nine eleven. Not a sketch. Dr. Phil's life. Yeah, like Dr. Dr. Phil. Show. Not a sketch. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> uh, not a sketch. Actually, from the Dr. Phil episode, and I fast forwarded it to this is where they're replaying the actual nine one one call. And so I was just going to play that part of it here really quick. So you specifically saw her place something behind her seat? Yeah, it looked like she, she had some pills or something. Okay, what, what is your name? My name is uh, Jay. Jay? BJ. BJ. And what's your last name? Uh, Chandra Sekar. How do you spell that? C-H-A-N-D-R-A. 
S-C-K-H-R. And do you know this person's name? I, I believe, I think, I think her name is Kelly. <laughs> and then he, oh my God, he does go into the big Indian yeah, they, they cut it. Her name is Kelly. They cut it off there, so I don't have the full thing, but oh, it's oh, so that bad. Oh, so awful. So bad. Jesus. All right, Why of all names would you pull out that? Like, wouldn't you use a nondescript name? Yeah, like all of a sudden you start to panic. You're like, all right, who's the last person? Like, I, I totally watched Super Troopers last night. And let alone <laughs> he pronounced his name correctly, too. I know. Like, it's just so odd. <laughs> well, that was something that uh, My name is Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that was pretty, that was surreal. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And he was really nice. And we got to, that jackass story was pretty awesome. Yeah, I watched that sketch, and I didn't know that was because I watched it before he came in, and I didn't know that was going to be the ending. And I'm like, oh, this is a terrible idea. No, because when you're watching it, you're like, why? This is what is happening? I mean, it's the most racist looking shit that you've ever seen. Oh yeah, but the way that they turn it into that, it's 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 pretty fantastic, and it's always it always ends up being with Aaron as the butt of the joke. Yeah, I know. Did you hear how genuinely surprised he sounded when mm-hmm. I said that Steve and Kevin hung out with him? Yeah, he's, he's like, like, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh, that must not have, he must not have impressed you. <laughs> oh, hello, my friends. How are you? My name is Sarah X. Dillon. It's an exciting day. Exciting day in Fun Employment Radio Town today, Greg. It is. Well, my name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, of course, uh, another week, another embarrassing Oregon story. Oh, sweet. Or yeah. as we like to call them, uh, Florida with trees. Yeah. This is out of Corvallis. Uh-oh. Didn't you go to school there? Yes. That's that's where uh, OSU is, right? Yes. Oregon State University? Yes. Well, a 54-year-old Corvallis man has been arrested after being accused of defecating inside of a grocery store. Which one? The Safeway on Southwest 3rd. Okay, yep. Have you been there mm-hmm. recently? I, no, not recently. Okay. But, no, that's like the main Safeway. Do you have an alibi? <laughs> I'm not 54. That's my alibi. Close. Uh, <laughs> I'm not close to 54. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's like the main Safeway in town. Okay, well, police were called to Safeway on Southwest 3rd Avenue, uh, 3rd Street, excuse me, around mm-hmm. 10 p.m. in Corvallis after, mm-hmm, Greg knows. Uh, after store employees said a man had stopped in the aisle, lowered his shorts, and defecated. He it's then, not surprising if you've ever been to that Safeway either. That's did, not that surprising Was it like story. the murder Safeway downtown before no, they made it all nice? No, it's not that bad. It's okay. not like the murder Safeway here in in, in well, it doesn't Portland. exist anymore. No, that one's gone. It's yeah. a whole different thing now. No, this one, it's just, it's the main place, and it's downtown, and there's just... That should be one of it's those... It's a mix of everything. That should be one of those, you know you've lived in Portland for a long time, if you know what the murder Safeway is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you say that to anybody things. who's been here long enough, they know. Everyone knows. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so he walked around, uh, he, he, in a short defecate, then he walked around the store tracking feces everywhere he went. Until finally he left. Tracking feces on top of it? He stepped in it? So after he did do his uh, deed uh, and then tracked it through the store, he also left behind a bag of his belongings, including his identification, which did properly identify him Uh. as Tim Keelty of Corvallis. So shortly after that, a resident reported a naked drunk man had walked (laughs) into his home and then Pooped on his couch. Wait, the, this guy's the same still guy? going. Oh He's my gosh. still going. He's got some problems. Florida with trees, and you wonder why people never take us seriously, because these are the national stories. This didn't even come from a local paper. I found this from, like, the Daily Mail. Oh, From, like, man. something across the pond. Okay. Yeah, uh, so when the resident asked him to leave after the man had finished defecating on his couch, he demanded a towel to wipe himself. Well, he was still inside the home when <laughs> Wait, police arrived. Wait, he came into the guy's house. Did this thing. Pooped, and then demanded the guy give him a towel? Yes. 
Well, he was still inside of the home when police uh, arrived Give and arrested him on criminal mischief, trespassing, and disorderly conduct charges. Well, this young man told police he liked to do whippets, which are still in Young men, this is the 54-year-old still, right? This is the 54-year-old okay. Tim Keelty. Okay. Uh, 54-year-old Tim Keelty told police he likes to use whippets, uh, which are cylinders of nitrous oxide used in making whipping cream. He was uh, <laughs> he was briefly hospitalized for evaluation, but was found to not be crazy and was released. Okay. Yeah, so there we go. I like whippets. I didn't know whippets made you uh, defecate. I thought they just made you laugh for a few minutes and then they stopped. I don't know. I mean, Unless I don't you do really like know, a but... lot of them to where they're like doing like... I mean, I had whippets when I was, like, early 20s. I only did it, like, you know, you put them in the... Shocking admission from Sarah X. <laughs> no, because you put them in, like, one of those whipped cream canisters, and then you, like, do that... Oh, is that thing. how it works? Yeah, I think. I mean, I only did it once. I didn't quite know what I was doing, because I didn't quite understand the allure. Did like, you end up uh, defecating I did things? not defecate. Did no, you go I to just a Safeway laughed, afterward? I just laughed for, like, five seconds, and then it was done, and I'm like... Well, that was okay, I guess. Okay. Like, I don't really, I don't, I don't see the point. Well, apparently, if you knew I'd do enough of them. Then you would get to the to yeah. the defecating in Safeway. Mm-hmm. You get to that level. I have to say, I did not get to that level. So did he buy anything in Safeway? He did not buy anything in Safeway. Okay. No, he just, uh, he just Went along his, his merry way. Just went along his merry way. Okay. All right. So that's, what hap- that's what's happening in Corbellis. Um, this story made me laugh. This is out of, uh, let's see, out of Wales... Out of South Wales. Oh, do your Welsh accent. Your famous Welsh accent, Sarah. It's so famous. Mm-hmm. Everybody always wants, everybody that comes in here, they're like, I just want to hear Sarah do her Welsh accent. Like, that was the first thing that Jay said when he came in. He's just like, hey, first of all, huge fan. Yeah. Second of all, Sarah, can you do your Welsh accent? Yep. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. You're kind of overwhelming me, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's stuff it. Let's calm down the fanboy stuff. That did not happen. Uh, Welsh sheep are now in trouble in Swansea, Wales after going on a rampage. After they ate a bunch of cannabis. Oh. Yes. Stoned Wait. and angry sheep are <laughs> running around the hills of South Wales. Yes, officials from a city in South Wales are warning people <laughs> uh, that a group of sheep who have ingested cannabis are roaming the hills and are causing, it's causing them to stir up trouble in <laughs> nearby towns. They're on the pot, Greg. Oh, my God. They're on the pot and they're, they're causing pissed some trouble. off and they're hungry. Yes, uh, so uh, Swansea County Councilor uh, Ian Richard, now he fears that the sheep in the area are ingesting the cannabis that were dumped from an illegal cannabis factory, therefore making them wild and unpredictable. Uh, Ian Richard, who I very much uh, do not doubt has the biggest sense of humor, says, I dread to think what will happen if they eat more of those (laughs) cannabis plants. We could have an outbreak of psychotic sheep rampaging through all the villages. Do they know how marijuana works? Uh, Ian Richard clearly knows how it works. Okay. Maybe he did it once and like he ran around naked. Like they're still talking about the time that he did the pot. Oh my god! And he's Scandal. like assuming he's assuming that all the sheep. He's Scandal like, in Swansea, Wales. Oh, Councillor Richard, I heard he did the pot. Oof. Never getting my vote. Uh, Richard added that one flock of sheep had already been seen roaming about a Welsh <laughs> like, village. What are they doing? And just... intruding on people's homes. What are they walking? In? I mean, they're just gonna eat things. It's a sheep. Councillor Richard warns people, saying there is already a flock of cannabis-ingested sheep roaming the village, causing nuisance. <laughs> They're getting into people's gardens, and one even entered a bungalow and left a mess in the bedroom. <laughs> well, a spokesperson 
There's a lot going on in Swansea, Wales. It, yeah. it seems like this is like the talk of the town. Sure, so they're, they're locking even, their doors at night. They even had careful. to get the spokesperson involved. So not only the head councilman, but the, a spokesman for the council. Because because Councillor Richard just, he was, too, too busy. he was too worked up. Oh, yes. He's he too, too upset. I'm he sorry. Councilman was just too worked up for this. He was too emotionally engaged. <laughs> yes. Uh, so a spokesman uh, for the Swansea Council <laughs> reported that cannabis had been found in the area, was removed, and condemned the process of illegally dumping the cannabis, known as fly tipping. That's Wait, what they what? call it. They call illegally dumping cannabis. That's how... So the, why are they dumping cannabis? That's what I'm not still understanding. I don't know. That's how the rampaging sheep got right. high and started but terrorizing why? the villages because of dumped cannabis, which is called fly tipping. Okay. I'm really confused on that aspect. Like, they have enough cannabis... That they're dumping it. That they're dumping it. And so it's even I think got a maybe, name called fly tipping. It's called fly tipping. Okay. Now, maybe the cannabis is, uh, maybe it's not, I don't I don't know the legality of okay. it in Wales. I mean, mm-hmm. is that is it legal? It's probably not legal. I'm assuming I would assume it's not. not legal. I mean, unless they're just using, like, cannabis to, like, make, like, hemp style, or I, I don't know. I don't I know. I really don't know. Yeah, so they are having a big problem with people dumping their uh, cannabis and fly tipping. And getting all of the, the fly tipping, all of the sheep all hopped up on. <laughs> like, what do they do? I want to see this. I want to see what a high sheep does. Well, apparently it's a terror. Okay, so stay yeah. away. So if you're uh, lock your doors, venturing to Swansea, Wales, you make sure to watch lock out for those your doors. high rampaging sheep. All right, out of Florida. Yes. This isn't Florida with trees. This is just good old fashioned Florida. The original. A Florida man has been arrested after throwing a piece of concrete through the glass door of a convenience store in an effort to steal energy drinks, cigarettes, and a honey bun. A what? A honey bun. What's a honey bun? They're those weird prepackaged buns that they sell at convenience stores. Oh. They always look like they've been there for like six years and they yeah. have like. Oh, yeah. They have like an or- they always have like an orange like day glow sticker on them. Yeah. And there's like 69 cents or uh-huh. something. Well, this guy, he didn't like want to pay Like frosting on them six- and stuff? Yes. Yes, okay. And the frosting's always stuck to the package. Yeah, always. And it's always, always. like, mushed, and it's, like, the clear package. And, like, even if you do get it, half of the frosting's going to be in the okay. package. Okay, I didn't know those were called honey buns. I never thought yeah, about that. Yeah, it's called though. a honey bun. Okay. Yes, well, this guy really, really wanted a honey bun energy and honey bun. cigarettes. Uh, so deputies say that around 3.30. I a honey bun and smoked. This past Tuesday afternoon, Florida man Ryan Fricks broke through the front door of the Little Dixie convenience store. Uh, so once inside, deputies say that 22-year-old Fricks took two packs of Newport cigarettes, of course, mm-hmm. two Monster Energy drinks, again, of course, and a honey bun. Now, I'm just going to say this. If you're going to go through all the effort of throwing a brick through a window, why would you just take just two packs? You should just go for the whole shebang Yeah, at that you point. just grab as much as you can carry, I would I mean, think. you're going to be arrested. It's you're going to get caught. smash and grab. You're clearly not thinking, well, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Right. Like, it's, it's not going to end well. No, I'm only going to smoke two packs tonight mm. and uh, one honey bun. Well, the total value of the items that he stole was around $20. The damage to the front door, however, was around $1,000. So deputies say that Fricks then ran off, but uh, based on his appearance in the store surveillance video, they found him, uh, let's see, they found him using the Polk County Sheriff's Office aircraft unit, so they were able to fly around and find the guy who stole two packs of Newports, two monsters. They scrambled airplanes to find this get, guy. Yeah, two, two Scramble the jets! Get them together! We must recover the honey bun. <laughs> uh, he was apparently hiding between two buses. They were able to see this from the Why air. Why did they get a plane to go find this I guy? I don't know. So uh, deputies were able to find him after they had, you know, Release the Air Force to try and get him. <laughs> Release the hounds! Scramble the jets! Deputies. We'll stop at nothing. 
found Fricks hiding behind uh, two school buses in the parking lot of a high school. Now, he was arrested, and after he was arrested, police quoted him as saying, quote, I just wanted a drink. I didn't care about the expletive money. I'm going to say fucking money. I busted the front door because I was thirsty. He also told deputies he was uh, walking from Frostproof, Florida, to Lake Wales, uh, from Lake Wales. If uh, We have Florida listeners, so you, you know you know what that means. Sure. Frostproof from Lake Wales the night before because he was, quote, on a secret and classified mission oh. from the government. However, he would not disclose the details of what the mission entailed. So he also revealed that earlier he had hidden in some bushes in the parking lot of a foodway, drinking the energy drinks and watching the units respond to his burglary. That's when he ran toward the school and hid between the buses. Well, Mr. Fricks was charged with burglary of an unoccupied business, petite theft, and trespassing on school grounds. He was taken to the Polk County Jail. Honey buns aren't worth it, buddy. They're so delicious. Did they recover the honey bun? I don't know. He just he just referenced drinking the energy drinks. Okay. So I can't. He's working his way. I'm up not to gonna the lie. Bun. I can't. I don't know. Hopped up on Newport cigarettes and energy drinks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's okay. his life. Yeah. He's 22. He's a grown ass man. He's like, you know what I want to do? All I want is cigarettes, energy drinks, and a honey bun. More power to him. More power to him. Yeah. All right, and finally, uh, going back across the pond. Oh, we're going back. That's in Worcester. We're good. This is a right? whole isn't world. That, that's in the this UK, is a isn't world it? of crazy. It's quite today. literally a world yeah. of crazy. Yeah. We go right from our backyard to where you went to school with the pooper, and then we go to Florida. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to Worcester. Is it called Worcester, or Worc- is it Wester? Worcester? Wester, like uh, Wester. Massachusetts. Wester. Wester. Oh, it is Wester. It's uh, in Boston. Oh well, so it's okay. Wester, even though it's spelled Worcester. Yeah, I think it's called, uh, it's pronounced Wester. Wester. I think. You're probably saying. I always use that as if, when anybody from the Northeast ever mispronounces Oregon as Oregon, I say Worcester. That's how I get them. Well, a Boston woman. Did you like the beginning and the ending of that story? That was so pointless. Yeah. A Boston woman has been charged after she was arrested for throwing a toilet water-soaked bologna sandwich at a police officer. How did it get in there? That seems like the worst idea ever. Yes, a woman accused of uh, tossing a toilet water-soaked bologna sandwich at a court officer has been arraigned. On an assault charge. So this woman identified as 46-year-old Jane McKenna of Boston. A toilet water-soaked bologna sandwich? Yes, a toilet water-soaked bologna sandwich. Uh, So she was in custody at the time of the incident. Court records do not say exactly why she was in custody at that time. Wait, she was in custody, but they hadn't confiscated the toilet water-soaked... All right, so she was in... So what they do, I guess, when when you are arrested in in Massachusetts... Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's everywhere, but uh, apparently you get uh, you get a, a cell with a toilet, and they give you a sandwich. Oh, and so that's kind of nice. she disrespectfully took her sandwich, dunked it in the toilet, and then threw it at a police officer, thinking that that was going to end just yeah, that's, sublimely. If you get stuck in jail, and they give you a bologna sandwich, eat your bologna sandwich. Mm. Yeah. So a court officer, so the guy Daniel Padilla. This is who she threw the bologna sandwich at. He said he went into one of the cells in the courthouse to talk to McKenna, and that's when McKenna threw a sandwich at him. Uh, Padilla said the sandwich had been soaked in toilet water. Oh. The sandwich hit him in the chest and neck area oh, and splashed no. onto his face. Gross. People being held in the courthouse are fed sandwiches while in lockup. She is ungrateful for her bologna sandwich. 
Oh, in the face. Uh, so she has been, yeah, so she is facing an assault, an assault charge, and she is uh, ordered to return to the court in late June. So she was, char- uh, she was charged with assault and battery with a, da- uh, with a dangerous weapon and has been released on her personal recognizance, but she will be returning to court. I would think that would be like one of the body fluid things, too. But maybe yeah. she hadn't used it if she has dunked it in the toilet. I don't know. It's still a know. prison toilet. I mean, some... or a jail toilet or whatever. A holding cell toilet. That's what it was. That probably gets the most yeah. you know, in and out. Gross. Oh, it's a lot so of gross. different bodies in there. That is so right, gross. There you have it. So don't, especially if you're in custody, do not throw toilet-soaked bologna sandwiches at anybody. Anybody ever, actually. Just don't do that. And don't poop. For in some the, reason, this one really bothers me. And don't poop in the Safeway in Corvallis. All right, there you go, my friends. That's your world of crazy. 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 All right. Yes. Um, all right. We've got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to uh, do just a quick ball talk segment because I'm going to make a prediction. Oh, God. Are you going to ruin someone's day? I'm making a prediction, which, as we know, when I make predictions, they're mostly 93% wrong. of the time, I'm almost always correct. Occasionally, I'm mildly incorrect, but I'm never wrong. You're never 100% wrong. Never 100% wrong. There's always like 23% mildly correct. Incorrect. Well, d- yeah. Well, you know, the statistics change depending on the sport. Statistically and the, speaking. And the, you know, time of day and, and various factors that go into it. I won't bore you with the numbers, but... Uh, I don't want to be crunching the numbers over here, Greg. No, you don't need to crunch the numbers. That's what I do. Mm. Uh, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. So... We'll do this. I'll, I, I will do one quick follow-up story. Now, I talked about eSports the other day, how eSports are becoming like... Oh, like the video? Like the... Yeah. Which, there's the game League League of Legends. I don't know what that is. eSports are becoming a giant thing. Mm. And so much so now, it's, it's starting to become big in the U.S. This is what's happening with college eSports. The Pac-12 has their own network. Most major... College conferences, athletic conferences have their own network. That's how they make a ton of money. Okay. So the Pac-12 has a network. The Pac-12 is the first major conference in the United States to announce they will be broadcasting esports competitions with Pac-12 universities. Oh, boy. They're going to be doing it this coming year. And so uh, they're the first one to be doing this. Wait, so is this all like cyclical, like how there was like the wizard when we were growing up? No, that's a little bit different. But it, but it's that kind of the same That stuff was always thing. around. But it's kind of the same thing. There's kind a big, of, there's a big conference, much... and they're like video games, and they're competing, and it's like who's going to be the best? Right. Yeah, that, in theory, that's the plot of the wizard. But this is much bigger than that. Much bigger than the wizard. They just stole it from the wizard. That was Fred Savage, right? Yes. Yeah. That bastard. And Jenny Lewis. That bastard stole beer from my fraternity one time. That's a nut. that's a story. For you have to time. tell the story because you always reference that, and I don't think I've ever heard the story. Goddamn Fred Savage. Well, you uh, have to tell that tomorrow because you really need to. Do I need to bring that in? Okay. Because I feel like it's an anecdote, and maybe you've said it before, and I just forgot. But I really don't believe that I've heard the story. But yeah, he stole he was beer. Always so angry at yeah, him. Yeah, the Fred Savage stole beer. Kevin Arnold would never steal beer. Oh yeah, he did. No. Yes, he did. All right, uh, so. Anyway, the Pac-12 going to start broadcasting esports competitions between universities. So it'll be like Oregon State, you know, all the Pac-12 universities will have esports teams, and they will be broadcast on television. All right, moving on to ball talk. We'll just do this story, and this has to do with the NBA, which we briefly talked about with Jay Chandrasekhar. So I, I actually thought he was more of an NBA fan than uh, 
that I think it turns out he really was. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, that, that guy in Golden State, that's Steph Curry. So Steph Curry and is... And I knew. Yeah, and you knew. I was Steph Curry is the of MVP of the league, uh, two-time MVP right now, reigning MVP on the Golden State Warriors, who had the broke the record this year during the regular season for the most wins in a season. So they're a pretty damn good team. However, right now, they're in the Western Conference Finals, and they are on the verge of being eliminated from the playoffs. So it's a best-of-seven series against the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC, at the beginning of this these playoffs, they were kind of an afterthought. They were mm. good, but nobody thought they would be better than San Antonio or Golden State. They already knocked out San Antonio, and now they're up three games to one on Golden State. Dang. Tonight is the... Uh, game, I guess it would be game five, where if Oklahoma City wins, that's it. They're going to the finals. Golden State is out. Out of the playoffs. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, here's my prediction. Oh, boy. I believe that Golden State is actually going to win tonight. I think they're going to come back. I think they'll win fairly big. Do you They've think been blown out win... the last couple of, couple of games, um, but I think they'll win by... 15 points at least. Golden State. Okay, well, I mean, do you think that they're going to win the series? I'll make that prediction after this game. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow you're saying that you will make the prediction as to how you think they're going to do. Yes, I'll make the prediction because it'll be play out over the weekend pretty much. I will I will make that after tonight, but I do think Golden State's going to win tonight. I think they'll win by at least 15 points. I think we'll be going to a to a game six back in Oklahoma City. That is my prediction. Golden State will be your winners tonight in that matchup, extending the series to a game six. That's wonderful. Such a bold. It was a bold prediction, sir. It's really not. It was very groundbreaking. Bold thing. We you watch when ESPN picks this up. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Sure to happen. Well, now I know who I'm rooting against. <laughs> you know that's what. What ball talk is basically is like whatever you Ooh. like, like you tell everybody like yeah. what they shouldn't like. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, though, there's not a lot of people that are fans of Oklahoma City in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, God, no. That's that's because of the whole Seattle mm-hmm. Sonics thing. So, But nonetheless, they're pretty good. Ooh. Sonics just reminded me of Lisa Wood, and then that just reminded me that I want to go to Big Ass Sandwiches today. Ooh. Let's go get a Big Ass Sandwich. I like that idea. That is a good idea. They're delicious. They are delicious. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do that. Um, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash prom and put in your vote. We've got a lot of votes in so far as far as what the theme is going to be for our big listener party on July 22nd. July 22nd. July 22nd. We'll be announcing more things coming up here in the next next week or so. We've got a lot of Bridgetown stuff next week. But vote on that theme. Set aside that day because we want everybody there if possible it's going to be so much fun can i say the thing that i procured for it the thing i was telling you yes the oh do you want to say that right now it's kind of awesome i think you should hold off okay all right i think you should hold but off it's 100 percent. It. so i'm super excited about it okay i think you all should right, hold, I'll off, hold off it. i'll hold off i think you should yep. the things are in motion the problem committee has been meeting when you say things are in motion that sounds kind of weird when well, you say how it like does that. that sound weird i don't know Things are in motion? That's Things a you problem. Motion. You're very strange. Funemploymentradio.com slash prom, and that's where that's your source where we'll put all the information as it comes out. Right now, we're just wanting the votes on the theme. Mm-hmm. 
the theme. And one of them is kind of coming out ahead. I didn't expect that it would be. There is right now. So, yeah, so you pick uh, everyone out there, you pick your theme because we're going to start to whittle it down pretty quickly. And then once it's set, if you it's do set. pick the You Got Served like dance party style, then I will be forming the crew cuts That's for my dance group. That's not going to happen. That's my cutting edge. We're kind of going to be like the bad boy, okay. the bad boy dance group. Big thank you to Jay. Huge thank you to Jay. Uh, coming up tonight on the Fun Employment Radio Network at 6.30, yes. The Butcher Shop returns. Oh, awesome. Yes. So they'll be live on the network at 6.30 p.m. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. We will be back tomorrow with more of, well, Fun Employment Radio. That's, I already said it, yeah. Nariko Ats on tomorrow, though. Awesome. And then dot com? I'm, I'm just going to do that. Yeah, okay. throw that in there. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.